Welcome to Be Brave at Work, a podcast devoted to helping you take the next step in your workplace. Each week, we'll be talking with real people with real stories about things they have not said or done or have said or done in their workplace that required bravery. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. This is Ed Everts, and I'm the founder and president of Excellius Leadership Development. Welcome to Be Brave at Work, a podcast devoted to helping you take the next step in your workplace. I hope you have listened to our past podcast conversations. And if you'd like to hear past episodes, go to BeBraveAtWork.com, subscribe to our podcast, and learn some valuable lessons about bravery at work. My new book, Drive Your Career, Nine High-Impact Ways to Take Responsibility for Your Success, is now available at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and at any online book retailer you prefer. Check it out today. Our podcast today is sponsored by Cabot Risk Strategies. Based in Woburn, Massachusetts, Cabot Risk Strategies has created innovative and customized insurance strategies for individuals and families, businesses, nonprofits, commercial real estate, and public entities. Cabot's client base continues to expand, both within the region and within the markets they serve. And if you're looking for customized insurance services and solutions, contact Cabot at 800-222-5963 or visit them at cabotrisk.com. I'm really excited to introduce our guest today. Scott Sorrell is known as Mr. Charge Higher Prices. Throughout the U.S. and internationally, Scott teaches sales teams specific methods for getting to the top of their customer's price range, and he has identified more than 80 different techniques and tactics for influencing customers to pay more than expected and be happy about it. During the past 17 years, Scott has worked with some of the world's top companies, including Cisco Systems, MetLife, BMW, Rawlings, and 3M. And Scott is happy to work with smaller organizations as well, as he can help move the needle for local and regional sales teams too. Hello, Scott. Hey, Ed. Thanks for having me. What a pleasure to be with you today. Oh, we're really thrilled to have somebody of your capabilities and experiences on the show, because I know if you've got 80 different ways that you can convince people to pay higher prices, that bravery has played a role in some of them at least. Oh, it absolutely does because br- bravery is not, uh, I don't think there is such a, bra- a thing as bravery in the absence of fear. And most people are afraid to charge what they're actually worth. Absolutely. So I'm hoping that we'll hear a little bit about that. I did a quick little intro of you, Scott, but I think our listeners would love to hear a little bit more about your background and how you really came to do what you do today. Well, Ed, Thanks for asking. I wasn't always Mr. Charge Higher Prices. That's been for the past uh, you know, 15 plus years. But I'll tell you, when I first started in business, to take you back, I was not, I was not a, I'm not, I'm not a business guy at heart. I am a, I'm a, a, I'm a helper. I'm, I'm someone who likes to serve and to, and to just be of, I don't even, I don't, what's funny is I, I teach some of the biggest companies in the world now how to charge higher prices, how to make a lot more money. And yet I really don't have a money driven bone in my body. And that really hamstrung me when I first started in business because I was a philosophy major in college. And then when I opened a business just out of necessity, not out of desire, but out of necessity, I did not know what I was doing. I was charging 10% of what my competitors were charging. I was sleeping on the floor of my office. And then as I expanded, I was for, for five years, I was sleeping on the floor of my warehouse because I could not and would not charge enough to really pay the bills and have a, have a place to live. I was sleeping on the floor with my dog, Winston. And 
What's funny is, yeah, what was funny is I was sneaking into the gym. My, my last uh, place of business was in Fullerton, California. And I was sleep, sneaking into the gym at Cal State Fullerton, the university, to take showers because I could not afford a place to live. And what's ironic is now I am a professor in the marketing department at Cal State Fullerton. Wow. <laughs> teaching, <laughs> teaching marketing for entrepreneurs. And of course, including in that in that content uh, for my students, you know how to charge higher prices and get your customers to thank you for it, which is what I specialize in now. Do you tell that story to your students about there was a time when I used to sneak in and shower here? Yes, yes, I do, and I, I let them know that if they're because some of them are, are impressed with my credentials you know, being young and, and impressionable. And they think, wow, this guy must be, you know, the, has been the most amazing success for, for his entire life. And I let them know that, that, that I started, you know, my, my quote unquote success started way later in business than what, what, what they can do now at like, you know, 20 years old and with the drive they have. And, uh, you know, that, that, that means that if I can learn to do this as Mr. Charge lower prices originally, anybody can learn to do this. Well, and I would tell you as an independent consultant myself that this topic of pricing and the requirement of bravery in order to put it out there is a hot topic. And colleagues that I've worked with for a number of years still call me today, and by no means am I an expert in this particular arena, but you know, we still talk with each other because we're trying to figure out you know, not how to charge the highest price necessarily, but ensure that the pricing we're charging is effective and competitive uh, in the marketplace. I know we're not here today to talk a lot about charging higher prices, but bravery in the workplace. But would you agree or, you know, what role do you think bravery plays in this thought about charging a higher price? Well, as I said, Ed, br bravery only happens, in, in my opinion, in the, in the presence of fear. And, you know, pe people are afraid of, of course, they're afraid of the unknown. They're afraid of obstacles in front of them. They're afraid of what other people think. They're afraid of, you know, what, whatever's in their own head. And, you know, speaking of obstacles, I uh, came up with a quote many years ago uh, that I use from time to time. Most obstacles are imaginary. The rest are only temporary. And when you, when you get that and understand that, you can say, "Wow, this is this is not just a, merely a matter of you know being being brave; it's just a matter of executing on a couple things, and uh, that will that will really do the work for me." I I, I like the uh, and 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 it's not about just just being being having amazing confidence because I did not have confidence. I would I, I would literally spend you know an extra hour or two with a client in the initial meeting to to for hoping that they would bring up price and then hoping that they would bring up the idea of giving me a deposit because I was too I was so fearful of asking for it and and over time I I started researching uh, of course now I'm a professor and and I have access to uh, to scholarly articles from all over the world PhD studies and and you know I, I've, for years I've studied you know consumer behavior and and, and organization or uh, uh, behavioral psychology and con and and behavioral conditioning and and uh, you know, consumer psychology and negotiation strategy and what works and and now I I let the techniques that I have and and I've also developed some techniques on my own but I let the techniques do the work now. 
And I don't have to be confident. <clears throat> I don't have to be brave. And uh, a guy named Franklin Jones, I don't know him, but but he said something brilliant once. He, he said, bravery is being the only one who knows you're afraid. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, I want to go back to your quote, which is, uh, you know, most obstacles are imaginary. The rest are temporary because I'm always looking at the uh, these quotes or these experiences that my guests have from a angle of bravery. And to me, that's a huge piece of bravery. When I need to say something that needs to be said or do something that needs to be done, I believe that a lot of people create obstacles uh, as justification for not doing it, right? So as long as these obstacles are there, right, I'm not going to say what I need to say or do what I need to do. And they're imaginary, right? They're not realistic. And, you know, I'm curious if there are strategies or ways that you work with people to help them break through or overcome, quote unquote, imaginary obstacles. Yeah, well, and that, that's a great question because I don't I, I don't work with them on a you know on a on a, on a mindset level, okay, like you know, motivational type level. I mean, sometimes at a, at a at a conference or at a at a you know say a national you know, sales meeting for a company, I'll be introducing you know Scott Sorrell, uh, introducing Scott Sorrell. He's our motivational speaker for today, <laughs> and you know. And I, I just kind of shrink from that. I, you know, I get up on the platform, you know, the, the applause and whatever. And then, then I'll, I'll just, I'll just throw out there. I'll say, you know, hey, how many of you been to see a motivational speaker? You know, hands will go up, and you know, and and you know, hey, you know, clap your hands and pat yourself on the back and tell yourself you're a good person and repeat your affirmations. I'm rich. I'm successful. I'm powerful. Yeah, you know, and and you know, they, they, and, and they understand what I'm doing. I'm mocking it. I mean, there, there's a, there's a time and a place for what I might call inspiration from outside. But I, when, I, when I come into an organization, I teach specific techniques. In fact, the ones that I have learned to use and then I teach to companies all over the world that actually, Ed, if I might, if I might be so bold as to say this or brave, I guess, they, the, the techniques actually become brave for you so that you don't have to shift your mindset. You just do the technique, pr- uh, make, a, make the presentation in a certain order, use a certain word at a specific time, uh, create, uh, uh, create uh, certain you know, price tiers that actually get, uh, get the customer to increase automatically, psychologically to increase their WTP. WTP is an economic term for willingness to pay. And the technique increases their WTP. And suddenly they're saying yes to a higher price than you ever even imagined or quoted before. And they're not giving you any pushback. And that is, th- that is so amazingly freeing it's it's joyful it's you you leave and you say oh my gosh i i can't believe you know you of course you don't you don't do the happy dance in their office or in the parking lot you wait till you're driving down the street <laughs> you're back but you say I, I can't believe that worked and what's really cool is when you let the let, let these techniques that i've developed and that i teach like 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 you said over 80 of them when you let them do the work you don't have to be brave but what's cool is you start becoming brave in your mindset because when you see the results, your attitude lifts, your confidence level goes up because you know, wow, this has worked three times before, five times before, 10 times. This has worked 100 times before. And you just walk in absolutely confident. You haven't had to conjure up bravery. Just like in a, you know, in a motivational seminar, you'll get all hyped up and you'll be excited. And you, oh, that was great. And you'll leave and you're all oh, awesome. 
now what do I do? <laughs> but in, in my, in my programs, you learn the techniques and go, wow, that was really, that was, that was really interesting. And, and I, I'm going to do this. And I mean, maybe your, your excitement levels up just a little bit, but you walk out and then you, you do the thing in front of a client or you say the thing to a customer and they pay more than you ever experienced before. Now what has happened to your attitude and your confidence, Ed, and your emotions? Now they go up, they skyrocket. So I kind of do the opposite. I teach the things that work. And then my, my, my clients or my audience members or my, my coaching clients, whoever it is, they call me back or they email and they go, Oh my gosh, Scott, I got to tell you what happened. And they unpack a story of how they immediately used what I taught them. And now their customers are paying them more than ever before. In fact, more than they ever even dreamed of charging sometimes. And instead of getting the price objections they're used to getting, they're getting no pushback at all. It's really incredible. Well, I love that perspective, Scott. And I I love this model. And as you're talking, I'm attempting to think about it, which is can a person be perceived as being braver if they do certain things that don't require them to you know, reach into their gut and be braver, but words that they use or things that they do that give people the impression that they're being braver, which over time becomes bravery. I'm not trying to put words into your mouth, but you know, is, you know, is there something where uh, you know, what you say or how you do it gives people the impression that you're being braver, even though you didn't have to kind of reach deep in and, and look for that emotion or feeling? Well, the bravery comes with the with, with the confidence to use the technique, mm-hmm. and of course, that you know, there, there's a certain there's a certain amount of awkwardness as, as you have, and I have experienced. Anytime we try something new, it's going to feel awkward. It's going to feel uncomfortable. It's not going to feel. I, I love this word that's out there now: authentic. Right <laughs> now, you're a motivational speaker. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that just doesn't feel authentic. Well, the reason it doesn't feel authentic is because you've been doing it the wrong way for so long that you've become, you, you've become complacent in your ineffectiveness. And is your authenticity in, in complacency and ineffectiveness? Is that what you're saying to me? Because if you want to, if you want, you, you can be authentically whoever you, I mean, when, when, when you drive a car, this is a good example. I, I just I just went with my daughter to get her license a couple of days ago, and you know driving with her reminds me of of my first you know experiences with with, with driving. Right? I mean you're 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 looking in all your mirrors, and you're you know it, it's awkward because there's so many things that you have to check. You know your mirrors, your 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 the speed limit, you know the 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 the, the, the gauges. The, uh, I mean, everything and, and, you know, pedestrians, cross traffic, no, the signal lights. Is there a stop sign? Where, where's the, where's the uh, dotted line, right? I mean, talk about awkward and uncomfortable. Do you remember those days? I sure do. Yeah. But, (laughs) but now when you drive, do you feel inauthentic because you, you did the, did the things that you knew you should do for long enough that they just became a part of you? No. You don't feel inauthentic at all. It just it's just it's just who you are now, right? Correct. Today I can hop in a car and drive somewhere and I don't even think about any of those types of things that I can still remember when I was in high school in Fort Smith, Arkansas, where we had to know and remember and we had a book we had to read that had all these rules and how are we gonna remember all these rules and you know, all these things that we were required to do. So I think that's a great analogy, Scott, for what you're talking about, which is uh, you know, if you 
get used to doing the tips and activities that you need to do, you will in, on your own become braver. Yeah, absolutely. It, it just, I mean, and, and when you say braver, really, it, it just has to do with confidence and not being fearful anymore at that moment. I remember I was speaking at one seminar. Um, occasionally, I get to speak for entrepreneurial conferences. Uh, most of my clients are, you know, uh, you know private uh, or, or public corporation, but but the the presentation is private. You can't just walk into you know, the national meeting or you say a, a regional sales meeting for you know, MetLife or something from the outside. You have to be, you know, someone there. But sometimes I, I get to speak at a conference where entrepreneurs, you know, they buy tickets and you know they 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 sit in the audience and I'll I'll, I'll speak and I'll teach and I'll train them and maybe I'm on the slate with uh, you know a number of other speakers. And I remember one particular, uh, one particular time. Uh, I believe it was in 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 Arizona in Scottsdale. And I did uh, I did a morning session. And in the afternoon, I was I was almost tackled by this guy, this big hairy bear of a guy. He just like runs up to me. Oh, Scott, you're awesome. I love you. you know? And I'm going, who, who are you? He says, Oh my gosh, you, what you what you said this morning was was amazing. I as soon as you're 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 and maybe even said you know when. You know, before you were done, <laughs> I, I got on the phone with my office and I told them he was he was the boss. He was the owner. And he said, I want you to I just heard this guy speak and I want you to try something. I want you to do this and this and I want you to say this and this whenever calls come in. And by that afternoon, he called me or he, he, he talked to me and said, I can't believe what's just happened. And I said, what do you tell me? And he said, well, the technique you just taught us this morning, my office is doing it. And our customers, who used to, you know, we used to get the price objection all the time, over the, over the phone, they're now paying double and we're getting no pushback whatsoever. This is absolutely amazing. You are, you are phenomenal. And this, this guy was like, you know, bouncing off the walls because he was now, and you got to remember, when you double your price, you don't, you're not making twice as much money. Your revenue is twice as much, but revenue is for children. Profit is for grownups. So if your profit margin is, say, let's say it's 20%, you know, so your cost to deliver that good or that service is 80% overall, including, you know, keeping the lights on and everything else. So your profit is 20%. If you double your price, your profit is now six times. It's, it's the initial 20% plus five more 20% on top of that. And that can take you from, you know, one lifestyle exponentially to another lifestyle. Wow. Well, I'm not a math major, so I'm going to have to assume what you're saying is accurate. But Scott, thank you so much for your time today and for sharing your perspectives. And I love this model of kind of the car and the way that we acted when we were first driving to the way that we act today, because I think that is the journey that people need to be on to either be braver at work or appear to be braver at work so that they build confidence in moving forward. I know folks would love to reach out to you to talk a little bit about the work that you're doing or your public speaking. How can folks get in touch with you? Well, real simple. My website is, as you might imagine, chargehigherprices.com. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not surprised. Yeah, chargehigherprices.com. And there's there's a contact form there. I'm happy to have them uh, just you know, fill in the contact form, get in touch. Uh, I'll also be happy to give your audience my direct email address if, if you'd like, which is simply scott at chargehigherprices.com. It's S-C-O-T-T 
at chargehigherprices.com. And if they have, you know, if they have a question or if they want to, you know, if they want to, uh, you know, attend, uh, my, you know, my next webinar, you know, at, at no charge, just have them uh, say that, uh, you know, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm part of Ed Everett's audience on Be Brave, Be Brave at Work. I heard heard you speak on there in, in your interview, and I'd love to. Uh, and, and if I can, you know, if I've got an ebook that I can send them at that time, I'll, I'll send them a free ebook, and and uh, you know whatever I can do. And if there's, a, we're getting ready to launch uh, a, an entire uh, online uh, learning management system called Charge Higher Prices University. And if they mention that uh, that they're one of your audience members, I'm sure I can uh, find you know, some kind of uh, you know. And, and here, here's what's ironic, Ed, and difficult for me, is as Mister Charge Higher Prices, I feel and 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 other people call me on being inauthentic when I give a discount, and yet everyone's expecting a discount. So I'm in a quandary sometimes with some you know audience members that are like, oh, wait, well, you're going to lower your price, and you know, so I'll uh, sometimes at a, at, a, at a seminar I'll say, okay, I'm going to give you a special price if you if you sign up today. I'm going to give you one dollar off, a whole dollar. So go sign up right now, and you get the. <laughs> but in, in in all in all seriousness, I do you know, on on particular particular deals, especially with when when they're uh, we are with a friend like you, and and uh, there, there's a reason for the for the, for treating someone you know with with kindness through a relationship. I'll be happy to give them a, a much more special deal than that. So uh, please have them get in touch and I'll be delighted to uh, take care of them. Fantastic. Fantastic. Scott, thank Scott, you so thank much you for your, so time, your today. time today. Absolutely, Ed. What a, what a pleasure it is. And, and you're, you're a real pro. I can't, I, 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 can't, uh, I can't tell you how impressed with, I am with uh, what you're doing out there with Intellius and uh, you know, your company and all the clients you're helping in incredible ways. And, and uh, you know, if there's some, if during that time when, when you and your, your colleagues are chatting on the phone about, you know, how do we, how do we maximize our, our price for some of the consulting we do, give me on the phone. I'll be, I'll be delighted to uh, give you guys some, uh, some, some pointers and to increase the WTP, the willingness to pay of your clients. So I'm here to serve. Fantastic. Well, if you have room for about a thousand more people, because that's how many people I think I've talked to. But uh, thanks again, Scott. It was really great speaking with you. Thanks. Blessings to you. Thank you. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us this week. And we hope you join us next week as we further explore being brave at work. We also remind you to subscribe to our podcast at BeBraveAtWork.com and or download and listen to our podcast on Pandora, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Apple, Overcast, CastBox, we are everywhere. Do you have something to say yet are not saying it? Do you have something to do yet are not doing it? Now is the time to be brave at work. Have a great week.